With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down. With their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing, they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system. Call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow. But you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500. AAA Heating and Air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new HVAC unit, but you have to call today, 803-677-1500, and tell them you heard about this deal on 107.5 The Game's Gamecock Central Podcast. AAA Air, when you need us, AAA Heating and Air. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome. Uh, Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 in the, like, the 210 range. Uh, um, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. The game. Thursday morning and welcome back in Gamecock Central Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler, Wes Mitchell, Preston Thorne, Chris Clark, who uh, unfortunately seems to have left his air guitar at home. I didn't realize that was something you had to bring with you. Preston saying no. He had it? Pocket air guitar. <laughs> no. Oh. Side, yes. Tiny, tiny guitar. Okay. Yes. <laughs> tiny, travel version. Travel guitar. He <laughs> had saying, it. By the time I looked over there, I didn't see any air guitar, but it was... Uh-uh. It was the miniature, mm-hmm. the miniature one. Mini. Happy to have the whole gang back together today. Uh, South Carolina getting ready to, uh, actually, I think it's this afternoon, yeah. So there's some player availability this morning with South Carolina's first all-pads practice of the full-pads practice of the 2022 season is today. Uh, and last night, got an opportunity to get a little behind-the-scenes look into the South Carolina football program. Did y'all watch Welcome Home last night? I did. Oh, yeah. Yep. What'd you think? It was cool. It was cool. Um, are, are we are we diving all into it? Yeah. Like, okay. I I thought um, for a Gamecock fan, especially uh, you know hardcore fan, wanting some like behind the scenes access. Like I I thought the access was great. The actually being able to hear the players and what they were saying on the sideline on the field mm-hmm. in the spring game. Uh, you know, some team meeting stuff, getting a feel for some of the guys' personalities. Uh, what was really really cool. I think for non-Gamecock fans, 
probably would have liked some type of narrator to like sort of bring you along and give you some context on everything mm-hmm. that was happening. But um, you know, as far as like access and it just being basically a thirty minute advertisement for mm-hmm. yep. Shane Beamer's energy, Shane Beamer's um, just vibe and kind of what they want the the brand of this program to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought it. I thought it hit on all those things. So I didn't realize yeah. they were there for the spring game. So that was cool to have a lot of that mic'd up. And I, I, I really appreciate the mic'd up stuff. Um, just since I'm not on the field, I'm, I'm like for Preston. I'm sure that's not interesting at all because he knows what actually gets said in the huddle and on the sideline and stuff. But I appreciated. I'm, I'm like, with you. Like I, like I saw way more. Zach Pickens is a very like staid, and you know he's he, like he's super even keeled. Like he gives interesting answers for things. He's not boring. But he just like seems very even keeled whenever he's been interviewed, media days, press conferences, or whatever. And you got to see like a lot of his personality on the sideline and the huddle. Um, that was something that I will say surprised me a little bit. Yeah, I thought you know it's like okay, we we know we know Cam Smith, um, you know, is high energy, talks a lot, and then but you never actually unless you're down there, you don't know what he's actually saying. So this offered that. Excellent production, Pearson. I, so that 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 was actually w- literally the the moment that was in my head as I mentioned that. I figured. And then you got you know you got Zach. Zach's almost like the old man of the group now. Mm-hmm. Like the you know he's talking to Josh Fan. He's like, hey, get get it in there, tuck it in there, tuck it. You know, he's giving him a hug. <laughs> yeah. Like we we've, we've been told and we've heard he's sort of taken real ownership of this program. Mm-hmm. He has a veteran vibe to him now, just the way he talks to the rest of the team. Uh, you know, and I I thought even the the stuff with Spencer, just kind of the constant encouragement. It's not like a big loud rah rah, you know, yelling type guy, but it, it is kind of a constant. You know, hey, you know that's a good run, that's a good run. Uh, you know, giving uh, kudos to to Braden Davis for his throw and making mm-hmm. sure he knew, hey, you know that was a great play, and just um, you know, I, I think I think we see a lot of that already from like Shane Beamer when they do all the stuff they do on social media and. You know, we get the the cuts of assistant coaches and stuff like that mic'd up. We don't necessarily get that usually with the players, which is mm-hmm. what I think this gave us. One of my favorite moments last night, uh, Spencer Rattler can absolutely be forgiven for not knowing the alma mater. He's been in South Carolina for a couple of months. I just think it's hilarious that, like, the one shot that they have of them playing and singing the alma mater, they're, like, right on Spencer, and he's mouthing the words, but he's definitely not mouthing the words of the alma mater. And he even comes back to it. He and Shane are walking off the field after the spring game. He's funny. like, he's like, he's like, I need to learn that song, man. <laughs> it's like, of course he wasn't going to know it. It's just like, uh, here we're we're going to focus right on Spencer's mouth as he mouths like words to something that is not that, which I got a kick out of. I mean, that's the old church trick, right? You just <laughs> open your mouth and just mouth the words like you know them. Yeah. Like, you know, let the let the choir do the job for you. Yeah, everybody knows that one. Just kind of hum it. Like while your mouth's moving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Maybe you get a couple of words right, but just some keywords. <laughs> Are you just key starting words. every word? You're, every, you're starting every word like half a second late. It's like for forever. He's like kind of always behind everybody. I think he got Carolina in there. Yeah, yeah. forever. <laughs> you're just saying. Well, that's Maybe what they deep. used to say. Uh, like if you're ever an extra in like a play or a musical or something, you're supposed to be having a conversation in the background. They uh, they tell you to mouth like watermelon pineapple because your mouth is just making different shapes. It looks like you're actually saying something. But those are like the those are the words because otherwise you're just gonna go blah blah blah. It doesn't look like you're talking, but watermelon pineapple looks like for whatever reason. Well, so. well, Spencer did say on Twitter that he's gonna have it down by the season. Oh yeah, I saw LB yeah. tweeted something about yeah. that. Um, 
So I, I guess it's Shane even was like, yeah, he's like, we, we practiced that in the hotels on Friday or something like that. Did y'all practice the alma mater, Preston? I played for Lou Holt, sir. <laughs> we practiced everything. <laughs> Absolutely. We practiced we, we, all of that <laughs> silly stuff. Did you already know it? No, I didn't. Oh, know. Okay. I didn't know it going in. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of shaky on it now because it comes and goes. It's not like I'm going to Spotify and listening to the alma mater. But... <laughs> <laughs> when I hear it, it, it all it all comes back to me. Yeah, as long as you hold the cup up at the end, you're fine, right? Get it right. That's yeah. all you got to get right. That's funny. Chris, what did you see last night? Anything stuck out to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought what Wes said about Spencer and just kind of his quiet leadership, it, it was a lot of, it wasn't overwhelming. You know, it was like, good run. Good yeah. Run. Juju's carrying that thing. You know, I mean, he's he just like kind of pretty some, muted in general. So, some quick hitters. But, um, you know, some of that footage, not all of it by any means, um, some of it was stuff we had seen, like, on social before. Mm-hmm. Some of the spring game clips, some of the Spencer stuff, some of the Gamecock walk stuff. Hide-and-seek. The hide-and-seek. Yeah. Um, Although that was extended hide-and-seek. That was not mm-hmm. That was the director's cut yeah. of it. Justin <laughs> Snyder game. cut for hide-and-seek. Yeah. Uh, so that that was pretty cool. Um, I, I actually, my favorite part was, like, the on-the-field, close-up, like, hearing the pads popping. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite part. I like that. Did that give you hot flashes, Preston? <laughs> uh no, it was it was all right. It was it was fine. It, <laughs> it had was no fine. had no problem with it. I was yeah. watching. I was like, okay, they they kind of out there hitting a little bit. I did want to mention that the the matriarch of the program, Kim Fields, got a shout out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you don't know who Kim is, then she's the one who runs the whole whole the deal. The mm-hmm. best, and she's she's absolutely awesome. So I, when I saw her, I. I I had that, uh, what's that, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where I was like, oh, look at him. <laughs> yeah. you know, I saw it. Yeah. So that was really cool. That's cool. Um, one other thing, actually, let me ask you this, and, and to go from like the, the positive last night, like Wes said, it was basically an advertisement for Carolina for 30 minutes. But in terms of footage we haven't seen, uh, y'all may have, because y'all have as much access as anybody to the program. Had y'all seen the footage of Marshawn Lloyd's injury two years ago? I had not. No, I hadn't no. either. That's, I think that's the... I think that's definitely the first yeah. time it's Well, I mean, public. I knew that it existed, like, in yeah. my head, because they yeah. record all the practices, but I was shocked when they showed it. Mm-hmm. Um, one, just because Preston and I talked about this earlier, I'm not, I hate when they replay injuries. I don't, I don't want to know what happened. I just know that guy's down. I don't need to see how he got there. I don't want to see that stuff. It was so, ah, oh, I mean, that was, did they need to show that? They could have just told everyone that Marshawn got hurt. You know, I, I see both sides, like, there's a tasteful way to do it, you know, I think. And I, I imagine I imagine Lloyd was cool with it yeah, being yeah, shown. And, and I think that's really what, what's important. Is, is he cool with it? Is his mom cool with it? Um, if he was, then then yes, I, I think it was fine. Because it wasn't like they zoomed in. And I, I hate when you're yeah, watching a game and they'd show, like, the slow motion zoomed in, yeah. you know, shot. And you're just like, all right, guys. Like we, extra, like, visual effects of, like, blood. and Yeah, yeah. no, it wasn't, it wasn't gratuitous. Yeah, I, I thought... Um, it was just shocking because I didn't even think about it existing. And I was like, wait, is this the, oh. Well, my, my big takeaway, and I had heard this, but I, again, had never seen it, was just that it really wasn't like a contact thing. It was just he made a cut, and then he felt it, and, and that was that. And it's it's crazy how many of those knee injuries mm-hmm. happen like that. Yeah, yeah I, I think, um, I'm glad you brought that up. I think it was part of the story to show it because it's non-contact and because you're kind of, they lead into it by talking about how Marshawn is taking. I mean, we, we knew that from when we covered him in recruiting, but driving to and from two and a half hours each way, you know, and just the work ethic of the kid. He's a he's a great kid, always has been. 
And to have that injury where you're just kind of spinning around a guy, is, it's just so unfortunate. And they show some of his rehab. And um, he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder. Like, he, you've been able to see that, you know, from even since spring ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was just part of the story. And it, it did make an impact, I think, to see it. So I kind of, I mean, it would have been fine either way. I see both sides too. But I, yeah. I kind of thought it was kind of cool that they showed it just for, it was impactful. Yeah. It confirmed for me just how much I want things to work out for Marshawn. I mean, he just seems like a good dude. Seems like a good family. I, you know, I, I hate whenever anybody has to come back from injury. So I'm just pulling for him, and then actually seeing it. I don't know for whatever reason it was just like, well, well for me actually it was it was it was how unnecessary the injury was. Like he didn't need to make the play was over. You know, it's it's a rep in practice. He didn't need to make that extra cut. It wasn't you know, a difference in seven points in the fourth quarter in an SEC game. Like. He could have just taken the hit from the safety. You get back up, you'll get back in the huddle. But but I also think that might just serve to show how, like I said before, how fragile the bodies are. And we have these amazing athletes, but it wasn't somebody undercutting them or it wasn't a dirty player. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these things just happen. And as I've said before, as we go into camp, you'll, just, you'll hear about these types of injuries happening. And sometimes... Maybe it's our belief as fans. We might say, oh, yeah, right. Non-contact, yeah, right. Come mm. on. Who, what are we kidding? Who are we hiding? But these types of injuries do happen, unfortunately, a lot more than we may suspect, especially yeah. during camp time. Yeah. Nick, Nick Muse's uh, ACL injury against Vandy that year just made, made a cut. I mean, somebody, it was during a game, and somebody's trying to tackle him, but I don't think the guy had touched him. You know, he made, he made a move, made a cut, and went down. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Uh, that brings me to my question today. Not a poll question, a more open-ended suggestion on Twitter. I want to know who you, the listener, and now Wes and Chris, want to be your favorite player this year. Now, I know you two are totally objective. You don't pick favorites. But there's there's something different at the heart of the question. That was the only way that I could pose the question without making it way too complicated, which I do do. I understand that. Do-do. Uh, <laughs> yes, do-do. Um... So be thinking about that. We'll come back. A few more of you have hit us in the text line and on Twitter. We'll get a few more of your suggestions and uh, eager to hear from Wes and Chris who they want, want being the operative word there, want to be your favorite player this season. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.20, Thursday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson Fowler here, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark, Preston Thorne on the other side of the glass, talking a lot of Carolina football as the Gamecocks get back into the swing of things. Their first full pads practice of the 2022 season is today. Uh, another practice tomorrow that will be open to the media, so we will get an opportunity to see them practice in full pads before their first scrimmage, which is on Saturday. So things starting to shake out. Here. Scrimmage time. Scrimmage time. Yeah, not against another team. Shane Beamer um, continuing to lament the fact that college football is the only sport at any level that does not get a preseason game against another opponent. Uh, made that case yesterday at a media event. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Um, and we don't have to dig into the whole thing now, but I saw a suggestion earlier this week that bowl games be played as like the first game of the next season, which I think provides some logistical issues, but... The idea of having something like that as a since it's an exhibition anyway, as a postseason game, have that as an exhibition in the preseason, give you another opponent. 
Wes mm. is shaking his head. Chris is shaking his head. Nah. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, your your guys have moved on. Like your your seniors, your veterans. Not all of them. Your tra- your transfers, like well, in this day and age. If they like, want to play in the bowl game, they don't have to transfer. They've moved on. And the bowl game counts on your record. Like you can call it an exhibition, but nobody nobody at the end of a season has ever won a bowl game and then said, oh, we're not going to count that on our win-loss record. <laughs> That's true. However, I think every coach should count it not against their loss record from now on. Like, oh, it's just an exhibition. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Depending, yeah, depending on what side you're on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, North Carolina's like, uh, no, nah, exhibition. Never Carolina's happened. like, absolutely, <laughs> we won that game. Yeah, I don't know. Just just an attempt to fix the bowl games. In any case, even, even if they were to do like the men's basketball team does, where they have the closed scrimmage against another team before the start of the season... I mean, it just seems like I will never understand the resistance to it. Injuries happen. We just talked about it with Marshawn Lloyd on totally innocuous plays. I don't think you increase the chance that you're going to get injured by virtue of playing a scrimmage like that, right? Couldn't you do a, a just a joint practice? Like, yeah. e- even if we're not calling this a full-on game or scrimmage, you're going to do some scrimmaging within the practice. The NFL teams do it now all the time. I, I, don't, I don't see the pushback on that, especially if it is um, – you know, a team you're not going to play, a local team, it it really makes too much sense not to do it. It's the I reason think. for it, the extreme paranoia of college football. Yes. Like, if you, if you play, like, your spring game against somebody else, like if Carolina plays Maryland, that was the first school that popped mm-hmm. in my head for its spring game, or if they did a joint practice with Wake Forest, is, is the concern that, Oh my gosh! You're going to see our plays. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to see this drill that we invented, right? Like like does anybody do anything new now? Some of the stuff that Pete Limbo does in special teams I had not seen before. <laughs> PVC pipes and things like that, mm-hmm. picking up, you know, towel th- different things. But it's been around, yeah. And I don't know even Pete Limbo as brilliant as he is. I'm not sure he invented it either. But it just seems like that's probably the reason. I mean, maybe there's other logistical reasons. I just but. can't get over Like, if an NFL practice can be open, what is so secretive that's happening in a college practice that it can't be open to the public? Uh, t- Terry, the other day in his office, Terry Ford was telling me about, you know, covering the NFL. And he said, yeah, we used to only get to see, you know, this much practice. But it was still more in general than you see in college. Yeah. Just as a general principle. Okay. A- is ghost hunters, B is UFO enthusiasts, and C going off the is rails. college football head coaches. Who's most paranoid? Oh. It's obviously maybe D, which is high school football head coaches. <laughs> Are they more paranoid than college coaches? Really? Possibly. Even though they do do joint scrimmages and jamborees and things of that yeah. nature, but... I, if I could tell you how many times I've heard high school coaches be like, hey, who's standing over there by that fence? Or like, you know. That's a scarecrow. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's just the football coach kind of deal in general. Is That's just the general paranoia. So the, does the NFL mandate that some portion of practice be open? Yeah. I'm sure that's where, okay. it, that's where it comes from. Um Really cool thing that the Panthers did just recently. They had a practice with the with Gaffney High School, hmm. and I haven't heard any reports mm-hmm. back from it. But from what I saw, it looked like a really cool deal. Obviously, the, the kids from high school got a chance to practice in the pro facilities and 
the pro players got a chance to sort of mentor the players. So I thought that was a really cool thing. But there is a lot of there's space that could be around for there to be some sort of joint practices where teams work with each other, as Wes said, or even within the state. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not that big a deal to hop on a bus. Yeah, scrimmage SC State. Yeah, that's that's not that big of a deal to get done. Um. That's cool. I, although I, I heard Panther fans were furious because Baker Mayfield apparently threw a bunch of picks in that practice. Really? No, I'm just kidding. But, oh. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, my brother was up. That was probably Sam Darnold, actually. He, yeah, either one. Um, my brother goes to Wofford, so he goes to camp whenever it's up there. And uh, they got to talk to Baker after practice. This was like last week. And, and one of my brother's friends asked Baker the most important question I've heard asked of him, which is folded or balled up. For your teepee, Baker folds. Said it was kind of a maturity issue. So, if Panther fans were worried about the fit in Charlotte with Baker Mayfield, I think you can rest your concerns now. My brother and his friends have done the, have asked the important questions. 803-404-6100. Big time journalism. Yeah, yeah. Big, big, big J. That's, that's Big J journalism. That's what they teach you. Ask the questions that no one else has asked. That's probably somewhere in a journalism book. Um, love Chevy phone line, text line, Twitter, at Pearson Fowler, at Coach P tweets, at, oh gosh, Wes Mitchell GC, at GC Chris Clark. Nailed it. Haven't messed that up in almost two weeks now. So, Chris, who do you want to be your favorite player this year? I'm still, at, like, for the past five minutes or so, however long we you know, you asked that before we went to break. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the question a little bit. Can I help? Please. So <laughs> our our earlier listeners, they may be a misinterpreted question as who do who do the Gamecocks need to? So some of them may somebody answered Austin Stogner because, you know, yeah. they wanted to catch passes and sure. maybe Spencer Rattler because obviously Spencer Rattler. But the, really that's not the question. The question is, is there any maybe trivial reason is there somebody that you just actually just want to be successful because whatever reason somebody called in and said that they had the same last name as Jordan Birch and there you go maybe that might be a reason why they wanted him to be there so it's less it can be on field but it's not necessarily on field yeah I mean my, mine would be who we talked about earlier Marshawn Lloyd mm. I mean that's that's a kid that's Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. And, and I'll keep it brief, but a little bit of a soapbox thing. You have some of these, the big J journalism people, in seriousness, who are like, you you can't. You can't want kids to succeed. You know, you can't say anything. You know, <laughs> like, like that type of thing. No. That's silly. We're, we're going to stop that. It's fine to be human, to have emotions about kids, et cetera. Um, Marshawn Lloyd's an awesome kid. He obviously had... He was, people forget, I think, because of the season that Kevin Harris had when Marshawn went down. Marshawn looked like the best running back on campus that year. You know, going into preseason, then he goes down with the injury. He only got the brace off of his knee 
last year midway through the season against Florida. And by that time... That's basically the end of the season, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Z. White and Harris were still there, and Marshawn's coming back. So he's just worked really hard. He's a great kid. So that that's a guy that you want to succeed, and it has the bonus, you know, Preston, of being a guy that, if you're a Gamecock fan, if he's succeeding, that's good because he's your starting running back. There you so, go. Yeah. Same thing. That's why I said with, with Spencer Rattler. Like, obviously, if he's a quarterback and he does well, that's great. But also, if you have red hair and you want to see people be, you want to see Ginger succeed on the football field, that might be your guy. Yeah. So wherever, however you want to interpret this, Wes, I'm going to come at you with a question next. I had to make Chris go first because you don't like to go first and I can't see you. So I don't know when you're supposed to go first or go second. But Chris, for whatever it's worth, that's been my answer. And actually, so I just in my sort of like rundown notes, I have had this written in a margin for a very long time wanting to ask people because the answer for me is Marshawn. And, and it's more, it's more about like if Marshawn for whatever reason had like, you know, 40 carries this year for 200 yards and one touchdown and two fumbles, it's like, he can't be your favorite player, you know? So it's kind of the, the other part of the question is kind of like, who do you, who do you want to break out or who do you want to be good? Cause right now, like if you say Marshawn Lloyd's your favorite, like if you're a Carolina fan, you say Marshawn Lloyd's your favorite player. It's like, well, okay, like cool. But, not that he hasn't earned it, but he hasn't really accomplished anything yet. And this season, I think, for a lot of people, expects to be a lot of people expect this to be the breakout season for him. So that's kind of where I'm going. Uh, if you guys listening want to weigh in, 803-404-6100. That's how you can hit us in the text line or the Love Chevy phone line. And like I said, hit all of us on Twitter at Pearson Fowler at Coach P tweets at Wes Mitchell GC at GC Chris Clark. We'll get Wes's answer. And uh, Preston's been he's been mulling this over for I a couple have. hours now. So we'll get Preston's answer too next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Eleven thirty-five Thursday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes and Chris here with you in the Herndon Chevy Studios at 107.5 The Game talking about favorite players and not like, we're not being cheesy about it. This isn't like, this isn't this isn't fan hour. Um, I think there's probably one person in here who would identify as a fan. Wes and Chris are objective journalists. They're not fanboys. And, you know, I have just kind of staked out my corner as like public enemy number one in Columbia. Not on purpose, but people just seem to think that I hate the Gamecocks for whatever reason, which is not true. But regardless... Uh, this is a, a little bit of a different exercise, I guess. Who is who's the guy that you are most pulling for in some ways that you want to be good, that you want to be your favorite player? Chris and I have both cast our vote for uh, for Marshawn Lloyd, and I love this moment last night. Chris, you mentioned this earlier, but this is a quick clip from the Welcome Home documentary last night on ESPNU. Coaches would come up to me from the Matha and talk to me how it could work because we weren't from Maryland, so it's like, how are we going to do this? The opportunity of going to a private school as far as his education, it was like a no-brainer. The Matha is two and a half hours from where I live right now. We commuted every day, uh, back and forth. We woke up at 4.45 every morning. I never went to sleep. I look out the window. 8 p.m. when the practice is over, we'll drive back to Delaware and get home by 10-something. Eat, take a shower, go to sleep, and wake up and start over at 4.45 all over again. Just uber discipline. And it's hard not to pull for those guys, especially when they do everything the right way 
and then just like one freakish accident essentially derails two full seasons for Marshawn. Yeah, I mean, he he even covering him in recruiting in high school, he didn't do many interviews. I think I probably talked to him, I don't know, two or three times. But I remember the first time I talked to him, I was like, God, this guy's got it together. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, he, he like made me feel bad about myself with that discipline. Like you said, you, you <laughs> could just tell it was there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, I mean, the guy came in with lots of, and I don't, he came in with lots of hype, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like that can have a negative connotation, but he was a five star back. He had offers from everybody. I mean, Carolina beat Georgia and Maryland and Ohio State and all these other schools on him. And when he came in, like I said in the previous segment, he looked like internally, he looked like the best back mm-hmm. on campus as a freshman. And so you just really felt for him when that happened. And obviously he's had a long road since then. And then there's some guys still in front of him, but it's his, it's his time now. Was he the number one running back in that class? I don't think so. Let me, let me see where he landed. He was top five. That, that was yeah, Tank's class. There. And I remember he and Tank yeah. were kind of around the same. And they sort of. Depending on which rankings you looked and right. what time it was, it kind of, I think they went back and forth. Because I, I guess was, Carolina had been recruiting Tank and then they didn't get Tank Carolina and then they was got Marshawn. Tank. Yeah, yeah, because they, they literally rolled out the Tank from like the National Guard Armory over there by the stadium. So, which so he was anywhere from the fourth best running back to the eighth best running back hmm. nationally. The on three consensus has him um, actually as a four star. Interesting. Um, 46 nationally, and then the fifth best running back in the country. So the consensus is kind of like Who are the guys ahead average. of him? Um, in the consensus, let me see if I can pull that up for you. Well, let me give you a few of the guys that may have been ahead of him. Um, Tank Bigsby was right behind him in one. Kendall Milton, who signed with Georgia. Mm-hmm. Demarcus Bowman, who signed with Clemson mm-hmm. and then transferred to Florida. Zach Evans, who committed to TCU and is now at Ole Miss. Those are some of the guys. Okay. Uh, Matt says, uh, this probably sums up what I've been like trying to say succinctly for three hours now. Matt says, Lloyd deserves to have a great year. Yeah. 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 Uh, Preston, are you ready? Sure. You don't have to be. We can go to Wes next. Let's go to Wes next. Wes, who do you want to be your favorite player this year? All right, I'm going to give you an offensive guy and a defensive guy. Oh, yes, I love it. All right. Defense. Darius Rush. Mm. Um, you may recall doing the call-in things I was doing before. I've I've been kind of driving the Darius Rush train. Mm-hmm. Um, stepped up last year. Um, I remember when South Carolina, you know, when he stepped into the starting lineup uh, in practice after um, the transfer from Kansas. Uh, Karan Prunny. Karan Prunny wow, transferred out. There's some people on the GC message boards going, Oh, no. Uh, Gamecocks are in trouble. <laughs> and uh, Darius Rush stepped in and stepped up and I think will be drafted um, in the NFL draft wow. in 2023. So um, I've just, you know, I've, I've known, I've gotten to know Darius through recruiting a little bit. You know, great kid, great family, and is just kind of the the picture of the guy who came from a small town in South Carolina, was you know, a wide receiver at first, and you know, he was a safety, then he was a corner, and just has stuck it out, has worked incredibly hard, has developed um, both physically you know, in the weight room and on the field as far as his technique and all that stuff goes. So um, I'll be 
100% pulling for Darius Rush on the defensive side of the all ball. Right, we we got to get the Preston stamp of approval on, on any and all votes, though. Is that a that's solid? A <laughs> solid pick. Okay, my other my other side, I'm going with a running back as well. I'm going Juju McDowell. Mm, um, yep, yep. First of all, Juju doing it for the short guys everywhere. So a uh, small dude playing in the SEC. Like when you first see Juju, you're like, all right, he really is this small. And then you see him run, and you're like, my man runs hard. So um, also, I was just reading a um, a feature on Juju from Gamecocks Online, and uh, it said that uh, I don't know if I knew this or not. His mom passed away in uh, 2018 mm-hmm. when he was in high school. I knew he had been through a lot, uh, but I did not realize that. And um, so, yeah, Juju, one of the funniest dudes on the team, great personality, um, just all around. I'm a Juju guy, so. You good with that, Preston? Very solid, solid. Yeah, you got the football in, you got the emotional heartstrings, you yep. pull them all, great pick. Why are scatbacks always funny? <laughs> I feel uh, like those are just guys that are that are just characters. Was Darren Scrolls funny? Probably. Sure. Well, Probably. here's the here's the other thing too. I would I'd be wagering to bet that Juju is probably on the all dark alley team because uh-huh. you can't be five seven running back and not be That's tough true. as nails. Yeah. So I'm sure he's he's willing and ready to fight at any moment. Well, you remember? Uh, so Juju. In high school, Wes, what was the amount like that he could squat? Because oh, it went it viral. Was, it was a lot. I mean, it was like Kevin Harris amount. I don't remember what Kevin could squat, but yeah, some. I mean, it, it was like a five hundred. You know, five hundred plus. Now he only has to go up one inch. On that. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding, Juju. But but still, no. I mean, it is a little easier for short guys sometimes. But yeah, I mean, he he's got a very powerful you know, lower body, but I do remember the first time that we saw Juju at practice, we were like, wow, he's shorter than I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought he was short, but he's just, man, he, he is a lot of fun to watch for yeah. sure. Uh, that is not the first vote we've gotten for Juju. Um, Josh, who works here, we all know Josh, love Josh most of the time. He, Josh uh, is on Team Juju? Huh? He's on Team Juju. I think, it, honestly, and we'll get Preston's ruling on this, I think Josh's reason might be even better than yours, Wes. He says, I want Juju to be my favorite player so that he can make it to the NFL. This is from Josh. And I can change my fantasy football name from Juju. Josh is Jewish. From Juju, J-E-W-J-E-W, Smith-Schuster, to Juju McDowell. I'm not sure if we can rule on that one in the air, but sure. I like that. That's creative. That's what we're going for. We're going we're for creativity. Like, did did also, Josh mean for you to read that on the air? <laughs> also, also, I was wondering, I'm not sure the market share for Juju's as the candy. I think that's kind of a bygone era. Yeah. So I wonder if he can bring those back. All right. So when I what, say Juju's. What was Juju? Okay. So Wes doesn't know. Chris, what do you think? I've heard of them. I don't know what they are. Are those those things that were in Seinfeld where Elaine went to the. Uh... I got to text my dad on that one. I don't know. It, it, it was this big thing. And she, <laughs> it was like a theater episode. Okay. She was obsessed with. Huh. Is there another part of the name? Maybe beans, but I don't think so. I kind of thought beans too. So, what's your experience with Juju's? I feel like they're like a jelly-ish type of. Have you had them? Yeah. Okay. They they probably have gone. Jujubes? These? Oh, Jujubes with a B. Is that it, Preston? Maybe I just never knew how to pronounce it. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe. It's one of those words. Well, th- so I was I was asking you guys before I 
said my thing, which is that one of the characters in Ed, Ed, and Eddie loves jujubes, and I didn't know if that was anybody else's experience with the candy. Do y'all remember that show? You might be missing a demo. <laughs> Big time. I, I mean, I, I do remember the show. Wes is too I was cool say, I'm not, I'm not no, I remember the show. I, I, I love how uh, are not that much here to be than like, I'm Pearson, this is not for, Preston, this how not many for times, this show. How many times have you said that phrase? <laughs> You're missing your demo on this. What was it the other day? Look, y'all are, like, we, nah, we are, we are Pearson, all young on. in here. I'm not that much younger than you guys. So, I, I can't be missing all these references. So, so I missed, I, I whiffed a little bit on the, the Seinfeld. I just had to look it up. It was Juji Fruit. Okay. No. And so what happens is Elaine, she's waiting for her boyfriend at the movie theater and gets a call or finds out that he was in a car accident. Mm. The usher comes and tells her. And on her way out, as she's rushing out, as she should, to go see her boyfriend, she's like, ooh, I need to stop and get a box of Juji Fruits. <laughs> and so he finds out and gets really mad about it. <laughs> so it's really funny. That's a good one. That's really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just totally threw you off. No, so. no, no. We were, we were off the rails anyway. I don't, I don't even <laughs> remember right. how we got there. But, uh, Talk about favorite players. Yep. Oh, Juju yeah, yeah. And, Juju and then Candy. Okay. All right. Juju, Juju and Darius Rush, Preston. I'm ready. You're ready. All right. Well, we will we'll finish things with a grand finale. Fireworks. Preston is going to tell us who he wants his favorite player to be in 2022. It's the Game Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.51 Thursday morning. I mentioned I needed to text my dad to confirm the Seinfeld reference. Chris was able to use the internet to find it out. I didn't realize. We, I, I should have thought about this. We could have just waited five minutes for Jay Phillips to get into the studio, and he would have set us straight. Yes. Although, the text line has uh, has blown up. Several people were wondering if at first you were talking about the uh, the Junior Mint episode, another candy-centric Seinfeld one. episode. Yes. That's a classic, not that one. Uh, several people did know Juji Fruits, but my favorite here is Joey saying, one of my best friends has a daughter named Julia, and I've called her Juju Bean her whole life. So now you're telling me it's not Juju Bean. That's what I'm saying. I think I've been lied to my whole life because I always thought it was Juju Beans, and yeah. now it's not. Well, is so, that a Mandela effect? Yeah, that yeah, thing that yep. you think. Like mm-hmm. the Berenstein Bears, but it's Berenstain Bears. Or, okay, you know the game where you have the little shapes? It's, it's, a, it's like a red box. It's a blue thing. You press it down. There's a timer, and you have to, like, Put the yellow shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where they fit before it pops up. Oh god! I don't think we played that, that in we my house. To, no, we no. played that all the time. My sister texted me about that the other day. She's like, "This game was not called Perfection." And I was yeah, like, it was "No, Perfection." It wasn't. Yep, yep. That's I didn't it. remember that. Anyway, yep, Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the grand finale we've been building for almost literally three hours. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, no, no. This is going to be good. Uh, although we're going to continue to build the suspense even more. Uh, because Firehouse Subs does not have juju beans or whatever they're called, but they do have amazing hot sandwiches. Yeah, they are incredible. Club th- on the sub. My is, is that what you're feeling? That's my today? current favorite. I, I'm still Italian mood. Like Italian. I, I'm just in an Italian mood, and so next time we go to Firehouse Subs, which would be very. Yeah, I was soon. wondering what was going on with that little like curly mustache and that pizza sauce on your shirt. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the twelve locations. I, I'm ready for Casey to open. I, it, I think it's going to be this month, and it'll have a drive-through, and uh, drive right through and get an Italian, make a New York steamer, maybe get both, mm. save one, like eat a half and half. Twelve locations, order online with Rapid Rescue, or when Casey opens, I will uh, 
you know, just set up the drive-through. It's a great way to do it. Yeah. Great way to get a great sandwich from Firehouse Subs. Thanks for sponsoring the Gamecock Central Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Preston, who do you want to be your favorite player this year? The reason why I had such a trouble with this answer is because my answer was Ricky Sandage. Uh, he's not playing. Yeah. And it was Ricky because he looks like the X-Men character Beast to me. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. and uh, he might have had LASIK, so he doesn't wear the glasses as much anymore. Mm. But he's just sort of like a gentle giant. And I really wanted him to be successful. I thought he was going to be good. So that's that's why I was struggling. But in light of that, I'm going to go for the sentimental pick, and I'm going to go for Sherrod Green coming mm. off of an injury. Dang Obviously, it. that would help the team. But coming off a really difficult injury, I'd like to see him at least go out there and be able to contribute and be successful this season. And his two, um, you know, I, I will say I am at times a harsher critic than maybe some people like to hear. I also give credit where credit is due. Sherrod Green, thrown into the fire, I think, early in his career, was having to play a little before he was supposed to, was just not good early in his career at South Carolina and has really turned himself into a very solid linebacker when he's been able to be healthy. I think that's a really good pick. Also, uh, Colin Taylor, who was at the player media availability early this morning, uh, tweeted out that Sherrod Green shouted out his girlfriend for taking care of him and helping him get through his ankle injury. Colin adding, that's a savvy, smart human right there. So, all around good can pick I, for Sherrod can Green. I, can I take my pick back? What? Can I take my pick back? Well, you can. I'm, I'm revoking my pick okay, you need Sherrod Okay, you need Green. to defend it now. He just went from worst to first. First to worst. What? Oh, man. Not even second? I thought this was a way. smart move. Yeah, for a 40-year-old married man like me, uh, not for <laughs> Sherrod, come on. Okay. So we'll, we'll stick with I Ricky. I have to reconsider now. Well, okay, can we talk about Ricky, though, for a second? Yes. Because when the news dropped, I guess uh, Shane Beamer mentioned that at the Bur- uh, Birdie with Beamers event a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was super disappointed. I've been like Preston. I've been waiting for him to pop. I had forgotten how good he was as a recruit. Like, he was a top 100 guy, if I remember correctly, in that class. Mm-hmm. Um. Have y'all been able to learn any more about what happened? Because last year, oh, like this time last year, there was anticipation that he would play at some point that season. So what happened between hopeful that he will be a part of the 2021 season and now has had to medically retire from football? Is this Sam Hartman where it's kind of, you know, unrelated to football? No, I, I think it's related to football. I mean, I, I normally, I don't try to get too deep into the injury stuff. I I believe my guess is it just did not heal the the way they expected it to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, I know that, and, and this is public because I, I know Rick had put it on his Instagram. Um, at some point towards the end of spring, I believe, um, and it was another shot of it. It was him at um, like a hospital or medical facility, and it looked like he had had to have had something else done. So, mm-hmm. um, and he was wrapped up. So I. Uh, I think it just didn't come back maybe the way they, they thought it would. And, you know, that's the thing. We assume when injuries happen because of modern medicine that it's always going to come back, and it does. It just doesn't doesn't always happen that way. Hmm. Very unfortunate, you know, for him to have his playing career ended, and then also just because it seemed like he was going to be a good player, kind of flashed at times when he was healthy and on the field. So um, I don't want to end on too much of a downer here. <laughs> Shout out to... Sherrod Green's girlfriend for <laughs> stealing media day, man. You yeah. the re- you the real MVP. Yeah, ma- ma- you know what? Maybe he's trying to put a ring on that. So I'm I'm gonna defend Sherrod All right. there. All right, okay. I'm, I'm fine with All it. Right. Um I don't know. Who's the who's the winner today? Juju, Marshawn. I like the Darius Rush I'll pick. Throw in Darius. 
Does there have to be a winner? I don't know. I'm just trying to end on something that's not Never Ricky getting, Sandwich's injury. There's always a winner, Wes. There's always <laughs> competition. Yeah, life is winners and losers. We don't do this mealy mouth stuff. You know All who's right, the so winners? Who, who won? All the listeners I think today. I think Marshawn's the winner. Yeah. I'm going to so. just, I'm just going to appoint. Well, you, you would. <laughs> Actually, you know who's the winner today? The people. And that's a Carolina first down. Cam Smith with a little bit of green in his dreads. I like it a lot. Excited for Cam Smith's season. Thank you all. Y'all are the real winners and uh, actually the real MVPs for sticking around and uh, indulging us in all this. But we really appreciate it, as always, being a part of the show, weighing in. That's all we have time for. We'll be back tomorrow, and the Halftime Show with Jay, Terry, and Tommy is coming up next. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.